The following audio drama is rated PG-13 for parental guidance. Hello everyone, this is Daniel Orrett, lead writer and director of The Sojourn. Thank you so much for your nomination. The Sojourn is an original science fiction audio drama centered around a bold expedition across the intergalactic void, launched in search of new resources to save humanity from starvation. What you're about to hear is the 11th episode of The Sojourn, titled Observer Effect, which is available as part of our complete Season 1 collection on various audio platforms. On the cusp of a fierce and likely hopeless battle, the men and women of the Avalon expedition prepare for the worst. Hope you enjoy. Over here, the Siokana sent over the new surface scans of the Pulsar. How long have you been up? About three or four cups of coffee. Mm, I'm back to bed. Okay, you've convinced me. That was easier than I expected. I'm easily distracted. <laughs> you don't say. And you are a really... Really good distraction. Speaking of which, when are you gonna wear the dress again? What dress? What dress, she says. I, of course, refer to the fabled Bancole's promotion party dress. <laughs> Not this again. Five months schlumping around in hoodies and cargo pants. Hey! And then, for one night, and one night only, you decide to give everyone in the bar a coronary. And next morning, it's right back to Schlump City. <laughs> you do extremely mean flirting, you know that? The results speak for themselves. <laughs> hey, I seem to remember that I was the instigator that first time after we got out of prison. The instigator. Oh, shut up. You should know I had extremely specific goals and expectations when I came back over here a minute ago. Mm, so did I. Ah. Captain Farron, um, I've been trying to raise the director, but her comms turned off. I don't suppose you've seen her. Tell him I'm not here. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I, um... She has a briefing from the greenhouse team concerning irrigation ditches. I'm definitely not here. I'm sick. I've got an alien parasite. Tell him that. I'm not telling him that. What was that, Captain? Uh, nothing. Air filters. We'll have to call you... I mean, I'll have to call you back... If I see her, that is fair and out. Very smooth. Mm. Pretty sure he bought it. <laughs> you are incorrigible. Yeah, I am. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to be running this place. I am. We're in the middle of a very important morale meeting slash anatomical examination. Your attendance is mandatory. Director? Captain? Mr. Robbie. Sorry we're late. I'm sure. What have we got? Assembly is proceeding on schedule with the four components. We expect to have the return gate up and running within the week. Hard to believe we'll actually be able to go home. I suspect there will be a large amount of paperwork in your immediate future. Oh, don't remind me. At least we can get fresh personnel. Everyone here deserves the break. But there'll still be a lot to do managing a supply line from the greenhouse back to Tantalus. 
Yes, ma'am. We have dozens of silos of food down there, already processed and ready to start loading once the gate is open. Not to mention, most of this nebula is still unexplored. Maybe now we can finally... Light out hit, ma'am. From one of our perimeter satellites beyond the edge of the system. What is it? Three mobile contacts. Large cross-section. Resolving. Oh my god. Profile confirmed. They're at Vari Lightships. Condition 2. Inform the fleet. The Sojourn, Season 1, Episode 11, Observer Effect, by Daniel Orrett. Starring Larissa Thompson as Captain Cassandra Farron. Emily Serdahl as Director Elizabeth Unseley. Laura Faye Smith as Tamara Millari. Ben Prendergast as Matthias Croft. And Stephen Trafford as Inquisitor Castian Vadrick. Also featuring Matthew Kaufman as Lieutenant Commander Jasper Ravi, Matt Serges as Commander Lewis Harper, Tariq Esau as Ensign Aaron Bancole, and special guest stars Jimmy Lockett as Vice Admiral Winston Redfield, Angela Tran as Captain Maxine Blake, Pam Cairns as Captain Bridget Volkova, and Martin Roach as Captain Omar Malsuda. The director is speaking. It would avail you all to listen. Thank you, Admiral Redfield. As the captains and executive officers of every ship in the fleet, military and civilian, you have been brought here to discuss our next steps. By now, you are no doubt aware that three Advari lightships have been spotted en route from the closest conduit beyond the edge of this system. We have confirmed that they are on a direct heading for our position and they will reach us in five days. <clears throat> Ma'am. Captain Felix LaBelle of the liner Kestrel. Yes, Captain. How did they find us? It's him! That alien bastard told him where we are! Uh, Captain Lucas Darnick, Union warship Hotstepper. I assure you, I did not. Badrick didn't do a damn thing. Now shut up and pay attention. Don't talk back to me, he said. Uh... I had friends on the Abigail. What is this traitor even doing here? Darnick, sit down. Yes, sir. Captain Omar Malsuda, Union Warship Rodrigo. Malari is the Guinevere's quartermaster. She has every right to be here. And every second we waste bickering, those ships get closer. To answer your question, Captain LaBelle, we can't say for sure how they found us. It's possible they were able to track our course back from the minefield attack somehow. It hardly matters now. They are here, and a decision needs to be made. With the crews working double duty, the return gate can be assembled and aligned to Tantalus before the Advari reach us. But it'll be a close-run thing. Captain Keegan Quintero of the freighter Belladonna. Perhaps this is a foolish question, but is there any way we can fight them off? There is not. With the full strength of our force at the minefield, I was only able to slow one of these ships down. And even that was only because we had the freedom to maintain a long-distance engagement. 
With the return gate here and our infrastructure down on the greenhouse, we're essentially backed against a wall. Captain Nikaro Kovach of the fuel tanker Sunbeam. The Avalon's a mobile platform. Couldn't we just load up the return gate? Relocate to another part of the nebula? Unfortunately, there's no way we could dismantle and load up the gate in time. And even if we could, we only have two gate haulers, and one of them took a beating at the minefield. Even if we did relocate, we have no reason to think they wouldn't just find us again. Besides, the return gate may not be able to connect back to Tantalus from deeper inside the nebula. Commander Lewis Harper, Executive Officer, CSV Shabayev. If we are able to get the gate online in time, could we send word to Tantalus for reinforcements? Even if we knew they'd get that message immediately, there's simply no way a force could be assembled in time. And even if it were possible, we still don't fully understand the strength of these Advari vessels. Even a full flotilla might be outmatched. Captain Maxine Blake of the Mauritian treasure ship Friendly Expedience. The way I see it, we've only got one option. We've got to run, pack up as much of the food as we can carry and jump back to Tantalus before they get here. This nebula is the most important discovery in human history. There's so much about this place I still don't understand, but it's important. I know it. Captain Rachel Weissheimer of the science vessel Siokana. I must concur with the director. The scientific potential here is far too significant to abandon. Not to mention even a fully loaded shipment of food with our current haulage capacity would barely improve the situation back in Tantalus. With careful subsistence planning, it would only buy the cluster two or three weeks maximum. That is better than nothing, isn't it? And I agree with Captain Blake. There is no alternative. Agreed. Tantalus gets nothing if we all die out here. They're right, Elizabeth. I know it's the last thing you want, but we don't have a choice. We have to go. Yeah. I know. Okay, well, we have some of the largest ships ever built here. Between the Avalon, our two treasure ships, and the two gate haulers, we can load up 90% of our current food stock from the greenhouse. About 110 megatons. If I may, Captain, it might be wiser to use one of the treasure ships to load a huge quantity of topsoil harvested from the greenhouse. You want us to use a quarter of our haulage space for soil? Are you mad? Actually, Captain, that's not a bad idea. It's not just a lack of foodstuffs that is maintaining the famine in Tantalus. Overdevelopment has created a shortage of phosphorus in fertile soil, making growing food even more difficult. But the soil on the greenhouse is extraordinarily rich. Even just this much would be invaluable back in Tantalus, far more so than a shipload of food. It would actually improve our natural crop production, rather than just mitigating the problem for a short time. Good call, Robbie. Transiting the entire fleet through the gate will take hours. We can only send through one or two ships at a time. Even if the gate is online when we expect, we'll be cutting it very close. We need to slow the Advari down. Any ideas? I'll take anything at this point. Between the Guinevere, Hotstepper, and Serakai, we have three fast attack ships. We may be able to bushwhack the Advari at the edge of the system, damage their sails enough to buy us some time. It's risky, but it's proven effective before. It could work. With the Shabayev and the Rodrigo held back to support at range and protect the civilians, 
Their flyers are a concern, however. I think I have an idea for that. The Avalon finally has a full inventory of supply drones again, and there's still a cargo bay full of fertilizer in the lower service ring. You want to do what Favara did? Improvised explosives? Without too much work, we should be able to throw together a few dozen makeshift mines, give their flyers something to worry about. I love it. There's one thing we haven't addressed here. If we all escape from this nebula, we'll be leaving behind a return gate leading straight to Tantalus. There'd be nothing stopping the Advari from following us through. I am unsure why my people would wish to travel to your homeland. Most refuse to accept its very existence. But words I overheard at the Aegis have given me pause. We can't take the risk. The Frontier Union has suffered enough in the last few decades. I will not leave my people at the mercy of the Advari. We have to destroy the return gate after transit. It could be done, with remote detonation codes or a timed trigger, but that's heavy-duty engineering. We'd need a nuclear explosion. Nuclear weapons are strictly controlled under the Cape Thornwood mandate. We don't have anything like that. We'd have to use a ship's fusion reactor rigged to overload. May I speak? Captain Bridget Volkova of the Triumph. Director Ranzele, I would like to volunteer the Triumph's reactor for this task. Captain Volkova, are you sure? We were never supposed to be here, and the Triumph would only be a burden during the escape. My crew could be easily transferred to another ship. There is space aboard the Kestrel. I would be happy to take your crew aboard. Thank you, but, Director, I'd like to ask a favor in return. Of course. What is it? Fordman Sedgwick has been working as a punitive laborer on the greenhouse. I'd like him to be brought aboard the Kestrel with myself and my crew to face trial back in Tantalus. Of course. If Captain LaBelle approves, we can arrange that right away. Hmm, that's quite acceptable. Thank you both. It's starting to sound like we have the makings of a plan here. Uh, can I ask a question? Of course. There are military people in the room, and people who fought these Advari before. I want to ask what the rest of us are all thinking. Do we have any chance at all here? Truly. Truly, I don't know. We can begin evacuating the greenhouse and loading food and topsoil into the ships immediately. Captain Farron will take the lead on the specific battle plan with Admiral Redfield and Captain Malsuda. We'll reconvene for that at 1900 hours. Until then, I'm certain you all have a lot to do. Good luck, everyone. Let's go to it. Ship's Log, Guinevere, Supplemental, 159th of Equinox, 3.05 PCU. The Advari fleet will enter the inner system in 22 hours. We've spent the last four days preparing a defense and evacuation plan. My plan. They all look at me like I know what I'm doing. And every moment, it's all I can do not to panic. They deserve better than me.
Think we get to live through this one? Ah, yeah, we'll be fine. You and me have got out of tougher situations than this. I'm pretty sure we haven't. <sighs> yeah, fair play, we definitely haven't. Well, I doubt we're gonna get a better time to open that bottle. What bottle? This one? Compliments of that bartender back on Gatehouse Station. Oh man, I totally forgot about that! I don't know how the hell this is still unopened. We don't have anything like that kind of restraint. I know, right? We didn't even drink it after that time we had to crawl through cow shit. Ugh, don't remind me. All right, but we better go easy on this. I gotta fly a spaceship and fight aliens tomorrow. How's this? We'll drink half and then finish the rest after we kick their asses and get out of here. You got a deal. Fair, Fair wins. Hey, guys. G'day, Skip. Pull up a pew. Thanks. How's the planning coming? It's done. Everyone's just finishing their prep and loading up food anywhere there's space. They even drained out the Sunbeam's fuel haulage tanks and filled them with dehydrated produce. Damn. Nothing left to do now, but wait. Always the worst part. You know, guys, you didn't sign up for any of this. We're privateers. We came out here for what looked like a comfy job and an easy paycheck. Now that gate is going to be open before they get here, and I have a duty of care to you both before anything else. I'd understand if you'd rather we made a run for it. This isn't your fight. Come on, Cass, we both know you couldn't do that if you wanted to. Just abandon them all here, and Elizabeth? Even if you could, you'd never be able to live with it. I don't think I could either. Me neither. These are good people. I'm making it my fight. All right. Thanks, guys. I just had to ask. Mm -hmm. We know. Here's to us, then. Fair winds. Director, uh, with your permission, I'll dismiss the capstan shift for the night. Looks like everyone's heading down to the bar. Mm. Good. Permission granted. You get down there and join them. Have fun. Actually, I was going to take the night watch. Uh, keep an eye on things. Just We're fine, case. Ravi. They're not here yet. Go and enjoy yourself while you have the chance. That's an order. Yes, ma'am. What about you? I'm staying here. I'm backing up the Pulsar data and putting hard copies on every ship, gathering as much as I can while we're still here. There's something important about it. I just... can't quite figure it out yet. Very well. Good night, Mom. Good night, Robbie. Captain Farron. Hey, Vadrick. I have observed that many of the crew were coming here to consume harmful beverages in anticipation of their demise. Yep. You want one? Thank you. I shall. Captain Farron. Hey, Ravi. You want to join us? No, Captain. It's quite all right. I have noticed a strange animosity between yourself and the Lieutenant Commander. Yeah, me too, Vadrick. 
I wish I knew why. May I discuss a personal matter with you, Captain Farron? Of course, Vadric. I have been troubled since we returned from the Ages of Envia. I fear I have done great harm in my life, a weapon in service to an ignoble cause. I do cherish the words of my people's faith, the kindness and communion of purpose they speak of. But since learning of your people, I have come to question their application. Many Advari have been sacrificed at my hand, more than I can recall. Now I fear their lives were ended for no reason, and it is difficult to bear. I think I know what you mean. Maybe more than most. How does one learn to absolve oneself? I'm sorry, Vadric, but you don't. What's done is done, and it'll stay with you. It has to, or else they really did die for nothing. You don't get to forgive yourself. You can learn to bear it, but it won't get easier. Nor should it. But you're still here. You can still work for something better. It won't wash away your mistakes, but it will help others. I understand. Captain Melsuda. <laughs> Tomara, sit, sit. I managed to find some commissar. The bartender said it was earmarked for the captain of the hot stepper, but that guy's an ass, so we're drinking it. <laughs> yes, he is. I apologize for that. Eh, I'm used to it. Unan Romin. Unan Romin. Gotta say, you seem a lot more cheerful than most of the people in this room. You know something I don't? Ah. Sure, maybe we're all going to die tomorrow, but we're all going to die at some point. Why not now? I can't imagine your husbands would love that perspective. <laughs> oh, they would not. But at least I wouldn't be around to hear the scolding for getting myself killed out here. Anyway, look around you. There are far worse ways to die. Unioners, Centrons, Mauritians, eggheads, and cattle rustlers and privateers. All standing shoulder to shoulder. Never thought I'd see the day. Yep. All it took was mass starvation, a magic nebula, murderous aliens, and near certainty of death. Good for us. <laughs> so, what are you gonna do when you get back to Tantalus? Yeah, I'm not a plan ahead kind of person. Just keep on keeping on. You? I think I'll take my husbands to Centrum. After 10 years of war, I dare say that planet owes me a holiday. I may try fishing. I'll drink to that. <laughs> oh, Admiral Redfield, sir. I didn't expect... I didn't know you were here, sir. I'm out of uniform, sailor. No need to salute. Ah, yes, sir. Sorry, sir. You may want to skip the next round. I think you've had enough. Yes, sir. I will, sir. It's just... Yes? I'm scared, sir. Me too, son. 
but all I can ask of any man is what that man can deliver. I trust you all to do your jobs the best you can, and together we'll carry the day. Yes, sir. Go get some rest, sailor. You'll need it. Right away, sir. Admiral. Captain Farron. I hope you're well. Thanks. Gotta say, I didn't recognize you for a minute there without the uniform. Yes, this sort of socialization with the troops is new to me. Yeah, I was the same when I served. Inscrutable dignity in the eyes of one's crew. A captain must never suffer themselves to be a person. One of my father's favorite lectures. Yes, it was. I found I quite like being a person. Captain, I must apologize. I have misled you and everyone here. I'm afraid my wartime service was not nearly as illustrious as I have allowed others to believe. Through most of the war, I coordinated military logistics around Keeper's Dance fleet yards. Far behind the lines. I saw some action now and then, but most of my time was spent finding ways to shorten supply lines or meet fulfillment demands or tighten deployment schedules. I was a middle manager, a bureaucrat. I never held the breach over Axius. I never served with Commodore Hawker. In fact, I only met her twice, if you can even call it that. Both times I sat at the far side of a wardroom table from her while I recorded your father's briefing notes. If she were alive today, I doubt she'd even remember my name. But you were at Adamara. They gave you the Order of White Court. It's, it's in your service record. By the time my ships arrived, the battle was practically over. They pinned medals on our chests just for being there. I'm a fraud, Captain. I never endured what you endured. Never made a difference. I never mattered. I think you did endure what I endured, Admiral. You let that man warp your sense of worth and blind you to your own merits. Ariana Hawker, or anybody else, wouldn't have had a single torpedo to fire without you managing that shipyard. And since you've been with us out here, this expedition has been running like clockwork. Hell, you pulled our gate hauler out of that minefield against all odds without losing a single ship. We actually have a chance of getting home because of you. You do matter. You always have. Oh. All right, all right, I'm here at 25 Clarion and half a bottle of Dogwood's gin on Vadric. Any increase on that? I'll take one in love, thanks. This is a game of some kind, an exercise of strength? Yeah, it's an arm wrestle. Each keep an elbow on the table and try to push the other's hand down with just the strength of our arms. I see. 
and this precipitates great excitement. Thank you, Private Barkov. That's 20 clarion on Vadric. Seems like it. Give me 35 on meds. Thank you, Commander Harper, and that's no further bets. No further bets, everyone. Step back from the table, please. You ready? Indeed. And three, two, one, go! Come on, Ned! And Ned takes it! You are indeed formidable. Damn straight. All right, all right, everyone clear off. You've had your fun. Oh, Vaddy, you're breaking my heart, mate. I had my best spatula down on you winning that. My apologies. I mourn the loss of your spatula. Gone, but not forgotten. So, Vadric, you're looking forward to seeing Tantalus? It's a bit of a mess right now, but it's got a lot of good stuff. Lots of planets and uh, asteroids and uh, pubs. Lots of pubs, those are the good bit. You missed your calling as a travel agent. I am unsure. I have no concept of such a place as your Tantalus cluster. I fear I will not be welcome. Don't worry about that, mate. You'll be safe with us. We'll always have a place for you. I thank you for your kindness. Capstan Ale, thanks. So anyway, he comes up to me and he says, where's your uniform? And I say... Wait, wait. You mean Professor Kolkani? Yeah, from Applied Astro Navigation. I had him in second year. He was so intense. Right? You turn up two minutes late and he'd just stare at you like he was trying to melt you with his heat vision. Hey, Ravi. Captain. Ah, I'm going to go talk to someone. I'll catch up with you later. Good to see you, Captain. You too, Aaron. Captain, I'd prefer to be left alone if you don't mind. Ravi, I want to know what's going on with you. What did I do? You know, whatever it is, I'm sorry. I'd like to hear about it. I don't see why you're so concerned now, Captain. You certainly weren't when you arrived here. What? Don't patronize me, Captain. You decided I didn't have what it takes to be defense adjutant the moment you saw me. You never even gave me a chance to prove it. I... Ravi, I never wanted that job. I came here trying to avoid that kind of responsibility. Well, you didn't try very hard, did you? I trained for this my whole life. And when I finally had an opportunity to rise to the occasion, you showed up and took it away so you could gallivant around with the director while I filed the paperwork. Ravi, I'm sorry. I I thought you were glad to be rid of the job. I was I was trying to protect you. I didn't need your protection. At least the Admiral saw that. He promoted me because he saw my potential. You just wanted me out of the way. Ravi, that's not... Enjoy your evening, Captain. I... Liz, why are you still up here? I'm sorry, Cass. There's something about this pulsar. Its mascon readings are implying its structure is somehow fractal in nature. It's not right. Please, just come down and have a drink. We might not have another chance. I won't have another chance to do this, either. I need to get as much data as I can while we're still here. Liz, please. Okay. Okay, yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. Let's go.
Cass. Skip. Look who I found. Hey, guys. Hey, boss. Come here. Got your favorite standing by over here. One soul of flair, extra bitters. Thanks, Croft. How is this guy so sweet? <laughs> I know, right? It's insufferable. <laughs> I'm gonna grab us another round. Director Elizabeth, may I speak to you privately for a moment? Of course, Vedrick. No problem. What is it? With your permission, Director Elizabeth, I wish to leave, to remain in the sanctum when you return to your homeland. Oh, if you're worried about how you'll be treated, I promise I won't let them st stick needles in your eyes or anything. No, it is not that. I have learned much from you about the true nature of our universe. But with that truth has come great shame for my past misdeeds. And I do not know what place remains for one such as I. But there is one whom I love dearly. And I fear she is in danger. I must go to her. I'll be sorry to see you go, Badrick. Meeting you and learning from you has been an incredible experience. I'll never forget it. Then you will allow me to depart. Yeah. Yeah, Badrick, I will. They'll probably shit-can me as soon as we get home for letting the greatest scientific resource in human history just wander off to see his girlfriend, but whatever. <laughs> when will you go? I hope to take my flyer and depart now, while the others are occupied with their recreations. The pilot and physician have expressed excitement for me to return with them to your Tantalus cluster, and I do not wish to hurt them with the truth. Okay. Then I guess... This is it? I am sorry to part ways, Director Elizabeth. I hope we will meet again. Me too, Vadric. <laughs> Thank you. For everything. I... You are quite welcome. Go now, while they're still distracted. I'll clear it with launch control. Go. Thank you. Farewell. Farewell. Whatever happens next, things are going to be different now. Yeah. They are. And it probably sounds insane after everything we've gone through, but I don't want this to end. This place was way easier for me than Tantalus. So far away from everything I've done, so far away from him. And you were here. And all the quiet moments when we weren't about to die, when it was just you and me in this new world, it was like a dream. 
I love you too. <laughs> I love you. What time is it? Four bells. Not long now. Last one to Tantalus picks up the bill. Hmm? I'll take that bet, Captain. You might change your mind when you see the receipts. <laughs> this was a good night. Yes, it was. Thank you all. Seems weird to just pack up now. What are you supposed to do the night before a battle? Try to sleep, unsuccessfully. Sing. I like the sound of that. Anyone know any songs? Meds? Yeah. Yeah, I do. You've been listening to The Sojourn, Season 1, Episode 11, Observer Effect. Written by Daniel Orrett. Produced by Daniel Orrett, Larissa Thompson, and Gabriel Fonseca. Creative consultation by Larissa Thompson. Scientific consultation by Gabriel Fonseca. Sound design and audio editing by Kennedy Phillips. Assembly editing by Aidan Brookstone. Audio mixing by Jordan Andrew. With additional voices by David John Bors, Matthew Vonston, 
Joe Bianco, Andrew Goulding, Hesham El Shazli, and Lilia Symington. Music by Sam Redfern, including a rearrangement of Wilderness by Taylor Davis, which is used with the given permission of Taylor Davis representatives. The Grey Stable Maid, written by Daniel Orrett and performed by Laura Faye Smith. Continue listening for the next episode.